The Hotcast is back. I am your host, Chicago Fire Editor at Hot Dog and Old Town, Ruben Tish. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, RJ. RJ, uh, we've got a long week ahead of us. How are you doing? I gotta be honest, I'm tired. I don't know how I did this when I was younger, the whole getting up at 3 a.m. to watch soccer games thing that I've been doing over the last... Oh, you've been watching Olympic soccer. I've been watching Olympic baseball. I've watched some Olympic baseball, too. Um, God, the the USA-Japan game starting right after... um, the the U.S. Women's National Team game was was a bit of serendipity that I enjoyed because it meant I didn't have to go back to sleep and wake up again to an hour and a half later to watch it, which was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm tired. It's a long week. We got three fire games this week. One we will talk about on the show. Two others we will talk about next week. Um, but before we get started, full disclosure: we are recording this. Tuesday morning because I needed a day off yesterday um, because getting up at 3 a.m., then the Sunday kickoff, then the Gold Cup final, and then yeah, and then 3 a.m. to watch the U.S. Women's National Team uh, lay down, for lack of a better word, against Canada. Uh, I um, mean, b- before we get into the soccer, I do want to make another Olympic comment. Yeah. Um, where will Team USA be without swimming? Because that's all they stat bad in. Well, they're going to win a baseball medal. It's either going to be Japan or Dominican Republic. I'm sorry. For gold, yeah, but they're going to win a baseball medal. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're going to medal. Uh, if they beat the Dominican Republic, are they playing? Who are they? I don't even know who their semifinal is. Because they they lost, so they're in the lower bracket, but they still have a shot at a gold medal. I don't know who they're playing to get to the semifinal, um, but I don't know. It's I, I'll figure it out and turn it out. I've also been watching Olympic golf because it's the one sport that starts at a reasonable hour. Um, I think you know for the men's tournament, the first uh, tee time was 5.30 in the afternoon, our time. So, like, it's, it's a reasonable watch. And then, of course, you got, you know, the White Sox with Eloy coming back and then getting hurt again and, and all that stuff. It's it, It's been an eventful sports last couple of weeks, and it continues coming up uh, with the Chicago Fire, who last time out... Drew with the Philadelphia Union in Philadelphia one to one. Um, oh, uh, before we get into the soccer, I do have to ask since we are recording it in the morning, and you are the canned coffee connoisseur. Uh, what coffee are you drinking this morning, and how is it? And if it's good enough, where can you get it? So it's a Boss Coffee Flash Brew um, Cafe Light. You can actually buy this on Amazon. You can buy a box on Amazon um, for about 30 bucks. Or you can just go to Mitsua, H Mart, or you know, any of those stores. Um, it's pretty good. It um, has that strong vanilla taste. Uh, 
really bitter aftertaste um, that you know gives you that kick. That's sounds, it, that's mm, sounds like my kind of canned coffee. It is a. Uh, whenever we meet up in person, I'll give you a can. No, I can buy my own. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. So, soccer. Yeah. One-one draw in Philadelphia. A good result under any circumstances. Um, but, but it's better under it's what happened, especially with what happened. Let's start with the headline. RJ, was it a red card? Should Wyatt Elmsburg have been sent off? It wasn't even a soft red. It, not, I read their explanation. Um, you know how I, I, I'm trying to remember, but the knee, the, the yeah, contact the, to the back the of knee, the thigh which, or whatever. He was basically going down anyway, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they just needed to save face at that moment. I, I don't know. It's. Like I'm, I'm getting frustrated, and I'm actually waking up, just thinking about it right now. Um, it was just absolutely shambolic. Yeah. It's like it's- under like. In no scenario, I don't even think it qualifies as a yellow. I don't even think it was a foul. I think it was just two guys getting tangled up going after a fifty-fifty ball. And if 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 you squint and we're looking for something, you have to think that Bobby Shuttleworth was more um, liable to get a foul called against him rather than Almsberg in that situation because of the the collision between the two. Um, but. That was not a foul. Um, and it sucked. The whole thing was terrible. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what to say other than they got it wrong. Everybody who's looked at it got it wrong. Um, I think MLSsoccer.com needs to... Go find Simon Borg to come back to instant replay and yell at Andrew Weeby for thinking it was a penalty. You That's know, yeah. I, I even looked at um, you know, the fans, you know, uh, Union's Twitter, and even you know, yeah, they were like happy, you know, you know, Omsberg got sent off, but even they agreed that you know he should have been sent off. And, and, you know, usually we and, you know, others, whenever a call goes into our favor, you know, we'll, and if, you know, if it's bad, we'll, we'll call it out. And that's the case. It's just because Burke was already losing balance. We can all agree on that. I, I don't I don't even know. I'm, I'm just getting riled up right now that I came and string together words. Yeah, I went through that a bit at the time. Um, I don't. Yeah, the, the only people who seemed to think it the penalty were the video assistant referee, the referee of the match, and Andrew Weeby. Um, 
that seems to be it as far as um as far as whether or not you think it was a penalty until the penalty and even a little bit after the penalty in some spaces um the fire were really good um, yeah they they dug deep well, even before the penalty, when they had to sort of dig deep and, and hold on, they played and looked like the better team. Um, they were in control of the game. I think at one point they had 60% possession with like an 80% pass completion percentage, which is exactly what you want to see. Uh, they were never really leading in shots, but... Um, their their two shots on goal stood up for a while as as you know the high number. Um, I thought, uh, you you know, thirty five minutes and we didn't really see much of Chinoso before, but I thought he looked he looked good. Uh, Madron and Gaston Jimenez were fantastic once again in midfield. Um, Frankowski, who who scored the goal, but even beyond that, um, he was really good. And you know, ever since he got back from the Polish national team in the Euros, he his game's been raised. He he's playing at a level beyond where he was before he left, and that's always exactly what you want to see when one of your players goes off on national team duty. They come back a better player, and we're getting that out of him. He scored the goal. Um, Boris Sekulic, once again, um, both offensively and after the red card defensively, played really well. Um, I I don't think there was a bad performance out of any fire player, Uh, except maybe White Umsberg, but even then, he was fine until he got sent off. So, I I mean, aside from the three points, which you probably weren't going to get anyway after the red card, uh, this is probably one of the best performances of the season and probably one of the best performances the Chicago Fire as a football club have had since 2017. Or, uh, yeah, 2017 and their playoff run. We uh, we also have to give credit to Cal, though. His aerial duels were on par. Or I, was, on, I mean, on spot. On. I was, I was going to bring him up separately because of all the crap we've given him. Deservedly so. But I was going to bring him up separately and talk about him separate. Um, let's talk about everyone else first because okay. I, I think Calvo deserves a special separate segment all to himself. Um. What were your thoughts on, on the performances of, of everybody else, especially with how they had to play a man down? I think it's right. I think they showed heart, and I think for the first time since 2017, they this was a team that actually cares. Um, and I was extremely happy to see that. I I hate to sound like some generic, you know, football manager, you know, response choice but they did everything right under all the circumstances um you know the midfield i mean yeah yeah you could say that herbers 
I think he stood up from his little pose. I think that's the reason why that ball came in. But otherwise, other than that, he, he played fine. Omsberg, I I actually also think he played fine as well. I think under the circumstances, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, a four. He provided a lot of spark up front. Uh, Shuttleworth. Uh, what can I say? He where will the fire be without Shuttleworth at this point? I, I think he now leads the Eastern Conference and saves at fifty or sixty. There's a stat out there. I'm sorry if I get that number I'm, wrong. I'm looking it up right now. So Phil, while I find this out but yeah Shuttleworth that man throughout the game has been hit has been like I I don't know how he does it but he's he's our brick wall and I'm happy uh, let me look it up actually for you Alceda also provided some moments of a spark that um, I believe it was in the second half where he dispossessed the Union's ball, just made a run for it, and I think Frankowski just couldn't finish off that wonderful run. Um, So Bobby Shuttleworth is third in saves with 60 behind um, Jonathan Bond, the LA Galaxy goalkeeper, who is at uh, 64, and Austin's goalkeeper, Brad Stuver, who's at 65. Um, He is also third in... uh, not thirty. He's in fourth in save percentage, I believe. Maybe, maybe a little, because it, it won't let me sort by save percentage in MLS stat tracker. So he's top five or top half in save percentage as well. Um, but yeah, um, Bobby Shuttleworth has been really good. By the way, Alex Bono is at uh, 52, and like half of those saves are from the fire game against Toronto. Uh, so I just thought I'd point that out as, as being funny. And yeah, Ignacio Aliceta is playing like, you know, his young designated player status warrants. Um,. Especially for someone in his position who's kind of like the second striker who's been playing somewhat out of position on the wing all game or all uh, since he's been here. Uh, so that's really nice. I think there's, there's a lot to be said for um, the way the impact signings of 2020 and, and 2021, well, there weren't really any impact signings going into this year, but you get my point. They're starting to play like we thought they needed to play 
um, in order to, um, you know, be effective. And even Robert Barrich, who was benched and deserved to be benched, uh, came on and held up the ball nicely for the fire to have uh, runs of possession down a player late into the second half, which is part of the reason why they were able to come away with a point. Um, I've got nothing but praise for essentially everybody on this team who played and came in and and contributed uh, on Sunday. Um, So now we can talk about Francisco Calvo and how excellent he was earning Hot Time in Old Town's Man of the Match Award for his efforts. Um, RJ, is this the best we've seen Calvo play in a fire shirt? From what I can remember, yes. Because um, back then, he had Schweinsteiger to bail him out. And we really didn't see, you know, any of his defensive mistakes. Because, you know, we can lay the blame on someone else. But he, he showed heart. I'm, I'm saying that again, but he, he really did show heart. And I think he did his job. And I, I don't know. It's, it's. I'm, I'm stunned. In his aerial duels were on point. I, I don't even think he, he made any sort of mistakes apart um, from the beginning where, um, where Union were, um, you know, doing their little onslaught in the fire in the first ten minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But. Otherwise, yeah. What about you? Um, I my biggest hope is that this is finally Francisco Calvo taking responsibility for his role and his. Um I I hope he I hope he is maturing because um he 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 had an absolutely terrible gold cup. Um part of the reason why Costa Rica went out as soon as they did, I don't. I don't know how much of the game against Canada you watched. Uh, none of it. Um, but he was absolutely horrid. Um, and I hope that you know being on that big of a stage with your national team and playing that bad is kind of a wake up call where he needs to work harder, but more important, importantly, play more intelligent. And that, that's the thing that struck me about his performance against Philadelphia is how smart he played. How he was always in the right positions to make the hustle play when he needed to, but not waste energy doing... Um, 
unnecessary things, which is especially important when you're down a player, uh, especially down a defender. Um, and, and I thought he just played smart, intelligent, you know, defense. And, and, you know, he was wearing the captain's armband again and the defense, you know, before and after the, the red card were pretty organized. Um, and you got to give him credit for, for keeping the defense organized, which is something we've talked about him not being able to do, and he was able to do it. I still think he needs to be more vocal out back. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's not a question. That, that's the next step is being the vocal leader. Because everyone showed heart, everyone did their job, but it was still quiet in the back. I think if Calvo showed a little bit more passion or, or shouted just a little bit more or, or, you know, do something, then the fire would be 100% in control of that game. Um, well, yeah, I mean, but that also shows how better the fire is because if like everyone's doing their job just fine without you know someone without someone barking at you but at the same time you need someone to bark at you just so you can maintain that you know fluidity maintain that um level discipline throughout the whole game i think francisco calvo or not francisco calvo bobby shuttleworth has taken on a bit more vocal role and you can tell i mean Um, yeah he, I mean, I mean, that's that's really something he didn't have to do in uh, New England. Which, by the way, it's hilarious that Matt Turner is the Gold Cup hero, and he couldn't get playing time for the longest time because he was behind Bobby Shuttleworth in New England's gold uh, goalkeeper death chart depth chart. Um, I just thought I'd make a note of that. And that's kind of amusing. Um, what else? Uh, um, is there anything else you think we need to bring up about this? Or do you want to talk a bit about New York City, which is another interesting game. They're getting James Sands back, who is one of the standout defenders for the u.s men's national team in the gold cup he had a really good gold cup uh and i now you know much like you're coming in to face andre blake coming back from you know a you know would be you know goalkeeper of the tournament performance if it if it weren't for turner uh you got to face one of the um more breakout players in, in james sands in new york city alongside you know NYCFC's um, attack, which, you know, is very good. They're in fourth place for a reason. Um, uh, It's going to be a tough one on Wednesday. Plus, we don't know what condition the field is going to be in because the Bears have their family day today at Soldier Field. It's like their Bears family fest open practice thing they do every training camp that's today at soldier field so we don't know what the field conditions are going to be like we know that they're playing against a very good team uh 
I don't like asking you or anyone else to be predictive. That's not, you know, exactly our strength, but looking at this game, is it real? Is a win realistically plausible? I guess is the question. No, I think a draw is realistically possible. Um, I was looking at uh, NYC's past results um, a few days ago, and I think they've they've only had two two or so draws, um, and, and most of those draws came from um, just just late uh, just late goal scoring opportunities from New York. So I'm I'm thinking I don't know are, are we doing predictions now or, or are we. No, um, we, there's there's a couple of non-game things we should talk about before we do predictions at the very end of the show. Yeah, that's fair, but um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if the fire can capitalize early, I don't know if they can park the bus as, as efficiently as they can against the Union, against NYCFC, then I, I think, you know, they can do a job because... Uh, yeah, because and also with the losses that New York has, um, uh, a lot of them have come from early goals from their opposition. True. Um, um, against, I believe, the Crew against uh, Club de Montreal, whatever they're called now, and um, a lot of their wins for New York, they've just been scoring early and just, you know, parking the bus late on. So I, I think it's certainly doable, but. So my question is, uh, I guess the uh, uh, another question that has to be answered is, do you start Barrett or do you give O4 another shot because his game was interrupted by the uh, red card. Um, I think you still start a four, and then Berge can just be that super that super sub. I think I think you need a chance at goal early on against NYCFC if you want any sort of result, and. Before just has that you know has more of a chance than Barrett at the moment. Mainly, well, mainly because of you know his positioning with the ball. He's yeah, Barrett just you know holding the ball really well, but he's still drifting around. At least with a four, he's sure he's he's still he's a pure number nine. I mean, get the ball to him and just hope that it ends up at the back of the net. Sure. Um. That's fair. I, I'm also inclined to start 04 over Barrage. Um Mostly because we didn't get to see a whole lot in 04's start because of the red card. Um, I think that uh, it's a good sign to me that um, you're right. Um, Barrett, you know, the frustrating thing about him is that he'll start wandering and O4 didn't really do that much wandering, you know, during the opening half an hour or whatever, however long, uh, 
they played it even strength. So that um, that that's something that I think they should run back at least for for one more match just just to see. Um, one more thing I want to ask you before we get you know to some of the other um, news and notes coming out of the weekend uh, for the fire is with Fabian Herbers out on card accumulation, do we see Lucas Stojanovic back in the 11? Or do they try and do something else tactically? I think you have to put Luca in. I think you have to be as offensive as you can against NYCFC. I, I know, um, you know, the Madron Herbers, the uh, Jimenez thing has been working out fine, but yeah, that's more of a defensive setup. And I think against NYCFC, you just have to go all out. Right. Um, Luca, I don't know. We've we've discussed this in the past. I don't know how long he can last out there. Um, we, you know, we've we've speculated that you know he's still recovering in some way or another. So, um, I'd say up until the 60th minute, you know, play him and then subbing Gutierrez. So, uh, yeah, that's that's probably that's I'm I'm sort of leaning that way as well. Um. Okay, a couple of news and notes. Uh, the Fire's fourth signing of the offseason, uh, as we know, was uh, John Duran, who can't join the team until next season because he's 17. And FIFA rules stipulate that you cannot leave your country of residency until you're 18. Um, he scored again for his club down in uh, wherever he is, Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina, maybe it's Argentina, right? Um, let me look it up. Uh, but yeah, he's he scored a goal, uh, midweek and he scored one at the weekend, so everything's you know turning out pretty well. Um, as, as far as that goes, and you know, it, it's always nice to see uh, Andre Reynolds got an assist last weekend as well. Uh, that's always nice to see. Um, you know, your your young player is uh, contributing when they're not with the big club, so that hopefully. Uh, next year, by the time they get to the big club, they'll they'll have um, they'll, they'll they'll be ready to contribute, you know, at an MLS level. So Duran plays uh, down in Colombia. It's Colombia, okay. So. Uh, yeah. So uh, good for good for them. Uh, they're doing well on their, I guess, loan spells technically. Uh, so that's good. Also in the news, uh, RJ, what do you know about the Swiss league and club FC Lugano? Um, 
Liverpool legend and Baba is there, so or I shouldn't say Liverpool legend, uh the bane of Liverpool. That's that's all I know about that club though. Um I mean for the Swiss League itself, it's it's basically the depending on the year, it's either a one horse race or a two horse race with um, you know, FC Basel or um what's that other Swiss team? Is it Young Boys who's dominant? No. I'm rambling right now. Do you know? Uh, Young Boys won the title last year, so I think it is Young Boys. Oh, so I mean, um, it's it's either Young Boys, uh, Zurich, or Basel. That that's yeah, the, that's Young Boys is the sort of second team. Uh, sort of grasshopper, grasshopper. Club Zurich, yeah. Uh, Grasshopper is the team with the most titles in the Swiss League. But uh, apparently FC Lugano is uh, being bought by uh, Joe Mansueto. That, that, that is a rumor that's out there that... Uh, Mansueto Football Group is going to increase their team count from one to two. There's still a name Yuri in that team. Anyway. Um, is, it, is it Yuri Mosisian? No, Yuri Antonio Costa de Silva. But anyway, um, that's just an off-colored anime joke. Um, yes, I, I know. I was trying to save you. But, but, but you, you you can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. But it's... This seems like... I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that Mansueto's increasing his, you know, football footprint out there. But at the same time, this is just... And no offense to you know this team, but this is this just seems like a hipster choice. Would buying a team in like the English third tier also be a hipster choice, though? Like, is the only yeah. not like aren't the only non-hipster choices like there? There are some quality teams in League One. Sure, I mean you you have you know. I don't want to name them, but I mean, I'll name them. There's, you know, Lincoln City. There's Sheffield Wednesday. There's look. Talk about hipster football clubs. Sheffield Wednesday is like the hipsteriest hipster football club. I mean, for English football, sure, but you know, comparing it against, um, I I forgot the team name already. FC FC Ludogorets. No, not Ludogorets. Lugano. Lugano's the hipster choice. I mean, who else do you have no. in the first listen, division? Or listen, listen. Portsmouth. Also a hipster choice. No, it's not. They won the yes, FA Cup. Yes, it is. They did win the FA Cup. They also have an entire book written about them. By an American, like like a fish out of water American, let's go to England and find a soccer team book. AFC Wimbledon, Charlton Athletic. Listen, listen, I love former Hot Time and Old Town editor Bridget Gordon. She's great. But ASC Wimbledon is absolutely a hipster football pick for a team. 
what I'm trying to say is it's like what's Mansueto's end game with uh, you know FC FC um Lugano. Lugano. Think, think uh, NAS- I, I, NASCAR, Joey Logano, FC Logano. I, I, Just, I keep trying to say Ludigrets for some reason, but I probably because they're a, another football team that starts with L that's more <laughs> successful. But and I really mean no disrespect to Lugano. If I scout them a little bit more, I you know I think that's going to be my homework for the next episode. I'll, um, maybe things can change. I don't know, load up a football manager save or something. Um, but I I just don't see, I mean, at, at least with an English team, you know, there's like better scouting. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my butt right now, so. That's fair. Um, I just brought it up because I thought it was amusing. I don't know how this helps the fire. Maybe you get more European, you know, you can share information back and forth between clubs. Maybe, you know, you start trying to buy young American talent uh, and and get them to Europe or um, vice versa, young European talent and and get them to to come to the fire. Then I'd, you know, I'd rather see Minnesota go for a a two-dot Bundesliga team then. If you know, well, there were, well, I mean, the club's right on the Italian border, right? So maybe you start seeing some young Italian players come over to give give the, give the club some of that Italian flair. Maybe you'll get little Italy to care about the fire, which which would be nice. Start, I don't know. Start seeing the at the games. Um, I think that'll do it for us here today, uh, on the podcast. Um, let's do predictions for Wednesday. I think that it's probably going to be a two-two draw, which is what I said about the game against Philadelphia, where I feel like if there wasn't a red card, it probably would have been close to being right. Uh, where do you have this one, RJ? It's going to be a one-one draw. I think the fire is going to strike first, but um, NYC with a you know late game heartbreaker. So, as as teams do generally against the fire. Anyway, that'll do it for us here at the Hodcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Hodcast. Uh, I am at Ruben Tish. RJ is at RGA underscore zero two. Um, is that? I've always wanted to know, is that an Evangelion reference in your Twitter handle? No, um, I just went down the numbers. I mean, I can, I can see why, you know, with 0-2, but I I just went down the numbers, so. Uh, you were one of those people with the Oscar body panel, I see. Well, zero, zero 0-2. Anyway, uh, that's where you can find RJ. If you're in desperate need to email the show, you can do that. Northlotpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can, as always, find us on iTunes, the Google Podcasts store, Fang, or wherever you listen to your fine podcasts. Um, except for Stitcher, I've I've basically written off Stitcher at this point. Let's be real. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. 
after uh, these weekend games and hopefully you know we get a chance to get some sleep at some point the olympics can't last forever right hopefully the sleep is, sleep like is coming one, like seven more days i believe eight more yeah. days something like that sleep is coming rj we're almost there and you know what it sucks like the winter olympics are also going to be held in uh beijing so that time zones yeah but the only sport in the winter olympics that matters is ice hockey I like so, the sledding. I like to see the sledding. Whatever. Anyway. anyway, we will see you next week. RJ, welcome to Big Baller Zone. Have a good night. Good night.